0: Money FM eighty nine point three, best of breakfast. The U.S. market update with Money FM eighty nine point three.
1: Welcome to the U.S. markets wrap. I'm Sean Chung. The S&P 500 finished little change after briefly topping the 5,000 milestone for the first time on record, reaching a high of 5,000.4 before finishing at 4,997 points. Meanwhile, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose about 0.13% and then at 38,726 points. And the Nasdaq Composite gained by almost a quarter percent and closed at 15,794 points. For more insights, we are joined today by George Schutze, the founder and managing member at Schutze Asset Management. Hello, George. Good Good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good, and I think the S&P feeling quite good as well, isn't it? It's uh, having a little waltz there with the 5000 landmark. so is this dance going to last?
0: Yeah, it certainly seems like it's going to continue. It was a you know it's a continuing trend that we saw last year. It's these, it's these magnificent seven stocks, you know, driving the indices higher. I think this year is one where you'll probably get a little bit broader market participation, um, if in fact the Fed is able to, to manage the soft landing that it's trying to manage. But uh, yeah, you're, you're certainly seeing a lot of optimism in the markets today through you know the first couple of days of February as well.
1: Yeah, well, and then not of the optimism, earnings as well is quite optimistic. It continues to come. I mean, better than expected. This has, of course, driven the markets to continue to touch new highs of late. So how long can this rally sustain, keeping in mind that there is some pressure on stocks with the 10-year Treasury note last at 4.16%.
0: Yeah, so a lot of that, that's a good question, Sean. And a lot of it has to do with what will happen with Federal Reserve Bank policy this year. Uh, Recall that the Fed is tightening its monetary balance sheet. It's continuing uh, with quantitative tightening month by month. But now there's more and more talk that the Fed will lower its interest rates starting later this year. It looks like a March rate cut is off the table, but most likely June or into September, uh, probably you'll see some reduction in the interest rates. Of course, we still have an inverted yield curve, which is a big harbinger of future risk of recession. And remember what happened last year around this time when all the regional banks started to report how you know so many of them collapsed, and what you know market crisis and panic that started.
1: On the topic of March interest rate cuts, traders have scaled back on bets of March interest rate cuts. Have investors gotten their heads around this uh, renewed uncertainty surrounding this?
0: Yeah, well, you, so you as I mentioned, you still have an inverted yield curve, and either one one thing or another is going to happen. Either short-term rates will lower or longer-term rates will climb. Um, I'm of the camp that you'll probably get a little bit higher longer-term rates, the 10-year and further out. Uh, But certainly the market is anticipating that the Fed will drop rates. And maybe that's in reaction, in part, to what happened last year when you had this mini banking crisis in the U.S. where you had a number of regional banks fail, and then, of course, you had Credit Suisse fail right around the same time. At the time, there was concern that we were entering a period where you had systemic risk. And, of course, that's the last thing the Fed wants to be dealing with. Um, So the Fed and, you know, the powers that be got together to try to support the banking industry as much as it could. Um, But you still have a lot of the underlying problems that you saw back then. One is in commercial real estate and the big secular change where so many uh, employees are now working remotely, which is causing trouble for commercial real estate and thereby uh, trouble for bank balance sheets.
1: And uh, George, maybe you could contextualise this for us. US farm exports have reached a value of about $191 billion in 2023 and that's down by about 10% from 2022's record. Commodity prices and shipment volumes are declining. So what's really driving this downtrend? Because even after subtracting China's portion, last year's US uh, bulk commodity exports was still at a 10-year low.
0: Interesting. Yeah, well, we certainly have some dollar strength with higher interest rates. Remember, interest rates climbed from zero at the end of 2021 to the Fed funds rate is now at 5.4% in the mid-case. So that's a big, big movement in the fixed income market. And our view here at Schultze Asset Management is that that's driving appreciation in the U.S. dollar and most likely also causing uh, the impact with trade, as you just asked about.
1: Well, speaking of the dollar, let's go back again to the Fed for a bit. The cost of borrowing for any borrower has skyrocketed in the last uh, two years. It looks like inflation does not appear to be fully reflected in the CPI figures. So what would be the best table right now?
0: Yeah, good question, Sean. So I think that's right. Uh, CPI is currently coming in at about 3.4%. I think the optimists in the market are saying, wow, uh, inflation has dropped substantially from over 9% post-COVID down to 3.4%. And the Fed looks like it's able to manage a soft landing here, potentially getting close to their 2% inflation goal within a short period of time if they do nothing. On the other hand, you have you know expenditures and costs of everything have gone up, including interest expense for, for almost every borrower around the world and inflation you know in, in almost every department. One big driver of inflation, of course, is labor. And here in the U.S., you've seen a number of big changes mandated by unions uh, across a number of industries. For instance, the OEM auto manufacturers were forced to to really grant tens of billions of dollars of new wage increases for the union. So you're starting to see, I think, some of that labor uh, driving inflation rate higher. And I think that's not really fully reflected in the numbers yet. So it is really a challenging picture for the Fed, and, and we'll see how it all plays out later this year.
1: Right. So with that being said, then what, what sort of sectors then are you looking at?
0: So here at Schultz Asset Management, we are advising clients to be very cautious and careful. Uh, We think it's a good idea to really sharpen your pencils and look at short selling opportunities. There are a number of companies, especially companies that are over levered, that are facing a much more difficult operating environment, not just because of inflation and secular change, but also because of much, much higher interest expense. So short selling looks like an attractive opportunity right now. On the other hand, it's also an attractive time to start looking at distressed debt and also at certain special situation and event-driven companies that have uh, perhaps previously restructured.
1: Good insights there, George. Thank you for your time today.
0: Oh, You as well.
1: We've been speaking with George Schutze, the founder and managing member at Schutze Asset Management. And this has been your U.S. Markets Wrap on FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app.